Emily. Hey, how was your week so far? I, I mean, mean, it's it, Tuesday. I was going to say, like, it's, it's Galentine's it's, Day. It is Galentine's Day. So it far, is. so good. Yeah. So, you know, I'm really looking into getting a new computer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. And I was going to go to the Apple store. Really? Yeah. But, you know, you can't fart in an Apple store because they don't have windows. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, I'm so confused. <laughs> Apple. Apple, no windows. Operating systems. Oh. Oh, my God, Taylor. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Having to explain that literally takes all the fun out of it. I could edit it. <laughs> no. It's actually better this way. You need to leave it as is. Look. Wow. It's been a long day. Mm. <laughs> Here we are. Here um, we are. Hi, everyone. Hello. This is the uh-oh feeling. It is. Um, I feel like I still don't normally say that. Like, we just kind of go, here's the podcast, you fucking dicks. Yeah, look, here we go. <laughs> like, you clicked on it. It said the uh-oh feeling. Now I'm you know sure. what's up. Yeah. You know I what's hope. up. Unless you misclick, then welcome. Hello. Right. Exactly. Please stay. Yes, please stay. We should really be treating this as if every episode is somebody's first episode. Um, And if we were really doing that, we'd be way cooler about this. Uh, We'd introduce ourselves like every time. Probably. We should probably start doing that. Let's do that. Ugh. This is the Out O Feeling, and I'm Taylor. I'm Emily. And, um, holy shit, this is a podcast about. I'm about to give a thesis statement for the podcast that we've been doing. Can I write the abstract? Um, yes, you may. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a podcast about stories about survivors. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we do true crime, like murder, kidnapping, survivor type of deals. Yeah. But not this time. Nope. Um, and not a bunch of other times. Yeah. Um, That's fair. We're doing just some weird shit today. Just some general survival stories um, that don't have to do with other people's horribleness. Which I think some people are super into. I will say some of our local listeners are like... It's cool that you guys have branched out because I'll listen to some true crime, but at the same time, like, it's nice when things are chill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We like to balance it out a little bit. Absolutely. So if you're if you're here for true crime, you can and will have that. Oh, there are yeah. plenty of past episodes and a lot of future episodes. <laughs> so many. Yes. So many are going to have that. We're never going to run out of That's, murders to talk no. about. Or attempted murders. We're never going to give it up. No. We're never going to let it down. Oh, my God. I mean... <laughs> I'm being rickrolled on my own podcast. <laughs> I can't fucking believe this right now. <laughs> Hi, this is um, my podcast. Uh, Emily had to go. Oh, we're no. Not, we're not friends anymore. She rickrolled me. So, <laughs> Oh, please. Like, that's the worst thing that's ever happened. On this podcast? No, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, no. I brought you champagne. I brought you an entire bottle of champagne for a mimosa. Just about to say, what the fuck are we drinking today, Emily? Yeah. We're drinking mimosas. <laughs> it's a variation of a theme. <laughs> uh, a theme that we, we already had a bunch of what we termed man-mosas uh, this weekend. That I could not partake in. Um, well, they were a bit much anyway. It's, I mean, I think people probably know it's, it's number five on the list of top um, gendered items that don't need to be gendered. <laughs> Because it's just a big mimosa, you guys. It's yeah, just a real it's just big a mimosa. really poorly balanced mimosa. Right, it's mostly in a champagne. stein. In a stein, yeah. <laughs> 
Yes. So um, we've taken it a step further. And we've turned the man-mosa into a me-mosa. There are no glasses. Literally, Emily walked into my house and I was like, oh, let me get some glasses. And she was like, bitch, no. (laughs) (laughs) We don't need no glasses. What we're doing here, we need to, I assume, drink some of the champagne by itself. Yes. To open up enough room in the bottle to just pour, like, a (laughs) sous-sol. Like, just the tiniest bit of orange juice. Yeah. And that's a mimosa, everyone, if yeah. anyone's concerned. I feel like it's a really good way to celebrate Mardi Gras. Is that? That's, that's today. Shit, it's Mardi Gras, you guys. Les élèves ont roulé. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's all the French I know. Hi, welcome to the Oh Feeling. This is Emily's podcast <laughs> now. <laughs> we can't just be taking the podcast back from each other every time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I'm going to drink some of this so I can put some orange juice in it. I feel like I'm going to have to drink a lot of this. In I feel order like I'm going to gonna get... be burping. Oh my god. So, so much, much burping. Fuck. Oops. Look, listener, dear listener, I promise to get most of the burping out of this podcast, but if somebody does it over another thing someone's doing, I can't, we have, it's all on one track, bitches. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that one, for instance, is staying in for the bit. <laughs> We now have oh, essentially what is my God. opaque, extra champagne. dry champagne. <laughs> the orange juice peed on me. <laughs> I'm it super stoked about this. Very rude. Um. So I mean, look, it's gotten weird in this room already, listeners. Oh yeah. Because it's about to get weird for you too. Um, Emily is going first this week. <laughs> I am. Uh, and her story, she she teased it on I the did. last episode that I we did, did last week. And I'm so fucking stoked about it, dude. <laughs> like, um, how many... I just need you to let me know ahead of time so I'm uh, physically and mentally and emotionally prepared for the number of snakes on a plane jokes that I need to make. Ooh. I, come on. Tell me it occurred to you. Nope. Seriously? <laughs> I was thinking reptiles! Yeah. Snakes are reptiles. And they're on that plane that one time with Samuel L. Jackson. I'm the Samuel L. Jackson of this story. Oh, I'm boy. I myself. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so um, we're going to need that harp music while I cut your mic. <laughs> oh, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm super into it. Let's do this. Before we get into it, mm-hmm. I have one more question for you. Uh-oh. What do you call a thieving alligator? What? A crocodile. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, oh my god, I hate it. Oh, that was beautiful. Look, I loved it. Also, I've been watching a lot of The Good Place, so I feel like I'm such a cheaty right now. But like, alligators and crocodiles are different. They're totally different. <laughs> They're super different. Are you going to talk have, to us a little bit about that? I have fun facts about crocodiles. Oh my god! And for the listener, uh, in case you're wondering why that might be, uh. Yes. Fasten your literal seatbelt. So let's start this out by um, going into what I'm actually going to be talking about. 2010, in the Congo, a plane crashed. Okay. And this was different from any other plane crash because there was a crocodile on board that got loose in the cabin that caused the plane to crash. Shut the fork up. <laughs> I just mentioned the good place, so. Yes. (laughs) Okay. What? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a crocodile on board the plane. Yep. So, 
they were flying in the plane, mm-hmm. and somebody thought it'd be a really good idea to smuggle a crocodile onto the plane. How do you even do that? You put it in a duffel bag. How big is that duffel bag? How big is Big enough to hold a crocodile. Oh my god. When I think of crocodiles, I think they're gigantic, though. Not all of them. Mm, I suppose. Because, fun fact number one, (laughs) some crocodiles can climb trees. Shut the fuck up. No. It's been scientifically proven that there are some crocodiles and alligators that can climb trees. Because it helps regulate their body temperatures for exposure to sun. And also view the landscape. And obviously the smaller crocodiles can go up higher. But yeah, those fuckers can climb trees. God damn. Just when you thought you were safe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I've never thought I was safe for even a second from a crocodile. But now I'm extra upset. Yeah. Crocodile in the sky. <laughs> you fly twice as high. Damn. Take a look. It's in my bag. My crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't need to staple this. Man, yeah, I, I went old school with paper today. Yeah, she has paper in yeah, front of her. Wow. I do. And I don't like it. <laughs> I was trying a new thing. I don't like it. Not loving it? I don't. At least you know. Mm-hmm. So it was a passenger flight. There were 18 passengers, three crew members, 20 fatalities, and one survivor. Holy shit. Spoiler alert. The survivor is not the crocodile. Fucking, I mean, I'm a little sad. I know. <laughs> I, was, I was disappointed. <laughs> I really was. I mean, we probably wouldn't know as much as we know about this story if there was just the crocodile left alive. I mean, they could talk. He's written a tell-all book. I mean, that's how they knew it was a crocodile. <laughs> he talked to them. Really? Yeah. He said, what did he say? <laughs> he said, he'll see you in a while and not see you later. Uh-huh. That's Get how it? they knew. Uh-huh. They were like, oh man, I can't decide. Is that an alligator or a crocodile? Wait, yeah, wait, said, wait, wait, wait. Hey, buddy. Bye. See you in a while. Ah, oh, it's a crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate yep. that joke so much. <laughs> oh my god. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I've been waiting to use that one. It was great. That was so satisfying. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes. So they crashed on August 25th, 2010. It was a Phil Air aircraft. And I have the specs on the aircraft, if you so choose. For anyone interested... <clears throat> I mean, I want to know, like, wh- how many passengers are on this? 18. Okay, so it's a small one. Yep, it's a small one. Like, it one was row a, and on one side. It carried up there. to 19 passengers, so yeah. with the alligator, that made 19. <laughs> and Did he carry on an alligator? Yeah, it he was didn't even, in his duffel bag. But he didn't even, like, check the bag. No, oh it was carry-on. I hate him. I just wonder if you fit it in the overhead compartment. Yeah, for real. What are you doing with that? Is it one of those where it's like the overhead compartment is open, so there's no wall dividing it between like the two rows of seats? Right. I'm thinking that because it's such a small plane, I've been on a plane before where like you, we were flying from Milwaukee to Madison, mm. so it's like yeah. a 30-minute flight. Yeah. And it was so small that... You were just, it's one row, the aisle, one row, and then the pilot's just right there. There's no cockpit. Yeah. It's not. It's just there. Walled off. This is what I'm picturing. Yep. 
<laughs> so they were flying out of Ndolo Airport in Kinshasa, and they were going to Bendundu Airport. <laughs> and this was at 1 o'clock local time. Mm. The aircraft crashed into a house about one kilometer short of the actual runway in Bendundu. Oh, my God. So they were, like, they really were close. close. Yeah. It was a short flight. Into a house, though. Oh, shit. But nobody was hurt on the ground. Oh. Nobody was home or, like... I don't know. But oh nobody was hurt on the ground. But other than that house. <coughs> that house did not survive. I'm so sorry. If your house could survive a plane crashing into it, I want to know what the fuck you did to your house. Yeah, so of the 21 people on board, as we covered, only one survivor. Yeah. How's that for a really crazy plane crash? Holy shit. They thought it was a technical problem at first. Because they were saying that it might have been, like, a lack of fuel Mm. that caused it to crash because there was no explosion. Okay, yeah. But, the lone survivor talked about the crocodile (laughs) (laughs) they go to see that person at the hospital like what was it we haven't there's no black box on this tiny baby like we need to hear what was the story and they're like so the crocodile (laughs) and they're like wait 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 yeah (laughs) so apparently the crocodile got out because it's a crocodile. It's a crocodile <laughs> in a bag with teeth. My so, dog could get out of a yeah. bag if she really wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> so the crocodile got out. The passengers obviously freaked the fuck out. Fuck. Please tell me, like you would freak out if you were on an airplane and suddenly there was a crocodile. I mean, running towards you. Literally, yes. I have to imagine, I'm imagining in my mind that this is a crocodile that is less than three feet long. Probably. That would be my guess. But, like, still. That's not where those are supposed to go. That can still hurt if it bites you. Absolutely. Half of their body is their mouths. They're crazy looking. Yes. I would be so terrified. Yes. So, it escaped as the plane reached its destination, the crocodile did. It got out. It survived the crash. But it was later killed from a blow by a machete. They found the crocodile and they killed it. Um, do you know who found the crocodile? Who just has a machete? Uh, well, probably the Congolese army. Um, yeah. this is in the Congo. Sure. So everybody Everyone has, has a, a machete. machete. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. Title of the episode. <laughs> so. They were thinking because the passengers had all run up to the front of the plane to get away from the crocodile, which is just kind of stupid because you're on a plane. So, yeah, you need to, like, do some one-on-one and crocodile wrestling real fast. For sure. Oh, my God. I'm just picturing someone, like, shoving it out the door. Yeah. I mean, honestly. With a tiny little parachute. Where? (laughs) Someone, if you're listening to this and you draw... Please do it because I don't have the patience to draw we that would, mental picture. We would love any fanfic for this and any other story. I just want a tiny little crocodile with a parachute falling and, out of a plane. And if we have any members of PETA who are listeners, just note that we did say there was a parachute. He's fine. The crocodile is 
He was probably injured, which is probably how they found him. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah. But, like, he was probably scared because he's a poor little crocodile who didn't do anything wrong. Right. Peter. He didn't know. He didn't do anything. He didn't put himself in Somebody that bag. Somebody put him in a duffel bag. The person who put him in the duffel bag is dead. So, like. That's unfortunate. Like, I almost wish it had been the person who had smuggled him on that had survived. Like, Not oops. that they deserve it. But Oopsie like, doodle buns. Just to hear exactly what the fuck the story is there. I done did fuck up, son. I did need to bring this crocodile from one part of the country to another. It was very necessary. Yeah. So it did get a full investigation and got some international coverage. Um, because it's the because craziest it's, thing. Yes. It's insane. No one's ever heard this story like this before. No. Like Here is a picture of what the plane would have looked like. And here is a diagram of a crocodile, in case you didn't know what it looked like. That's good. I will say for the listener, that is a small-ass plane. That is probably smaller than the one I took from Milwaukee to Madison, to be really real with you. Yes. And that crocodile doesn't look small at all. No. (laughs) So, with that, they did a full investigation, and they looked into the pilot, first of all, because this airline apparently has a notorious past for this pilot of always having an issue on a flight. Seriously? Yeah, like one of the owners of the airline, like it's a small airline, yeah, and the pilot, who's, I guess, one of the owners of the airline, always had issues in all of his flights. <laughs> People hated flying with him on staff. Oh, God. Yeah. I I mean, I can't I can't say I blame him 100%, because he wasn't like, yes, bring a crocodile onto my flight. Yeah, it's fine. What I, could go I, wrong? I'd love for my record to get worse. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, maybe a better pilot could have handled the situation. I guess you don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like it was just like a perfect storm. Of really random things. For sure. Because at first they really did think it was either a fuel malfunction where they lost a bunch of fuel and that's why they crashed or pilot error. But no, it was a bunch of people running on a plane, which now makes me want to like call up Mythbusters and be like, can this really make a plane crash if everyone runs to the front of the plane? I mean, it, I, I have to think one that small and that fast of weight distribution has to fuck with something, but, yeah. like, it, it depends. Like, I mean, how fast are you going? What altitude are you at? Can you correct? Okay. Let's versus... do some math. Yeah. Oh, I don't So like if we math. have 18 passengers <laughs> mm-hmm. at 150 pounds per passenger to average it out. Oh, uh, that doesn't seem high. Well, you know what? This is Times not America. Times 18, this is not America. You're right. <laughs> I'm being generous here. Right. I have to imagine there's a pilot and co-pilot. Oh, yeah. So let's already. do 21 times 150 plus let's give the crocodile 50 pounds <laughs> i bet that crocodile weighs at least 100 yeah okay. depending on how big it is I yeah can't believe we know let's go 75 let's go 75 all right so that is 3225 pounds so total on the plane if the plane is at and it's not at terminal velocity because it was descending already Right, because so they were a kilometer away from the landing strip. Right, so they're so not at as high, they're not they're, at thirty thousand or yeah, however high, and they're not going as fast as they can. Right, so their nose is already dipped down. Mm-hmm. So if everybody runs forward at a very fast speed, at least three thousand pounds worth of people running forward would probably be enough to throw it off. Just tip it, and, and if then, you don't have a good pilot to correct for it. 
you boned. You can't force people. It's a small plane. You can't force people to run backward. There's a fucking There's crocodile. There's a fucking crocodile in like, the aisle. You can be like, you need to back up. And they'd be like, hey, I'm going to get munched. Like, Because no. that crocodile did not have a drink cart. Absolutely. Or a little tiny hat. <laughs> that is also something I would like to see drawn. That I would like to see the stewardess crocodile yes. with a little drink cart and a tiny hat. I want the flight attendant crocodile teaching people how to put their uh, oxygen masks on. <laughs> and biting through the seatbelt. Yes. This is what I need. Get to it, people. Look, this isn't a want. This is a this need. This is a need. And if you don't do it, I'm going to have to do it myself. Well, um, I hated that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not done. Oh, my God. I what? still have some fun facts about crocodiles. Ooh, the funnest are facts. Please go on. I was wondering how the fuck the crocodile could handle being at such a high altitude. True. That's probably the first crocodile to have ever achieved that. Yeah. Without consent. <laughs> now, crocodiles actually breathe like birds. Wait, what does that mean? So, they don't have, like, an air sac. They breathe, like... like... lungs? <laughs> Are you fucking talking about lungs? I mean, I guess. You mean, you guess. Yeah. <laughs> but they do this weird, like, one-way breathing thing. Hmm. Which means that they can then also hold their breath really well. Hmm. And traditionally... They can hold their breath somewhere between 4 to 15 minutes while underwater. That has to make sense for an animal that, yep. like, is underwater a lot. But if they aren't under any stress, they can hold their breath for up to two hours. Holy shit. The record time that's ever been documented was eight hours in freezing conditions. Because cold crocodiles use less energy and oxygen. Because they're reptiles. They're cold-blooded. So they... Yeah. 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 They're just... They're kind of in, like, they a hibernation yeah. mode, right? Yeah. Yeah. They can also swim at 25 miles per hour, just with the help of their tail. Boop, 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 boop. That's terrifying. Yup. I mean, we've all seen videos of a crocodile and alligator, I'm not sure, like rocketing out of the fucking water to yeah. eat a bird or, or an antelope. And yeah, what the fuck ever happens to be standing there. Yeah. And they have 24 teeth that are meant to grasp and crush but not chew. They don't chew. Like cats. They, they don't swallow chew. stones mm -hmm. that then grind the food inside their stomachs. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm sorry. They so literally they swallow stones. These animals are so, and we know this about crocodiles, alligators, they're prehistoric. Yes. 200, so over 240 million years old. They that was my next fact. Nice. So they are not even... Like, they shouldn't be alive. They're incredibly efficient predators. That's probably the only reason why they've survived. But their digestion sucks so much. <laughs> it sucks so bad, you they guys. They have to eat inedible shit to help them digest. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what those people were afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> My last fun fact. Mm -hmm. Crying crocodile tears, a.k.a. displaying fake sadness, comes from the myth that reptiles weep when they eat humans. That's a crazy myth. Now, they do actually have things coming out of their eyes when they feed, but it's only because their eyes bubble and froth when they're eating. They're not crying. They're literally frothing from their eyeballs. First of all, 
gross. You're welcome. <laughs> if I'm going to be disgusted by this, you're going to be disgusted yeah, by nasty. this. That is gross. So there you go. Now am I allowed to say that I hated that? You are. Great. Because I did. I hated it. Um, actually, no, that was a weird-ass story. <laughs> that was it. really weird. It was super weird. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, um, there's your fucking crocodile in the air survival story. I'm Waving his hands. Survived. Yeah. Like, I couldn't say... find his name. Weird. Although, like, it kind of seems like this is the sort of thing, like, oh, it happened in another country, we don't really care. It's just kind of, just weird enough to make international news. Yeah, it's like they named the pilot that they investigated who died in the crash, mm -hmm. but they didn't actually name the survivor. Hey, well, you know what? Congrats to that survivor. I yeah. mean, it probably wasn't necessarily... Yes, had to be terrifying. Wasn't necessarily anything they did specifically, but maybe they were in the right place, in the plane at the right time. Maybe he jumped on the back of the crocodile <laughs> maybe and rode it crocodile with safety. its tiny parachute. Yes. <laughs> maybe. Look, there's a lot of conjecture we could have with this. <laughs> um, and personally, those are my favorite types of stories. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that was fucking rad. And um, if you know the person who survived... <laughs> This weird crocodile yeah, crash. Yeah, I'll keep digging and try to find the name. We'll I love see. to just, I want to hear their entire story as they tell it. Like, I know. So insane. Holy shit. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, um, first of all, oh. I'm beating you. Well, I was doing a lot of talking right. about crocodiles. So now I expect you so to So I don't even want to hear up. it. I'm going to do maybe another uh, harp thing as I drink a bunch of this. <laughs> fucking fab all right so so this story is another just sort of weird some shit went down survival story i'm about it yes now some people who are listening might actually know this name i'm not sure um but this the survivor's name is yosef ginsburg now his his actual like the name i'm gonna refer to him as is yossi because he, that's his nickname, and that's how he refers to himself. But he is actually an Israeli citizen, who I think is actually currently living in Australia. Mm. But, um, yeah, so his full name is Yosef, with a Y and everything. Nice. Um, it's very and, Israeli. Yes. Now, the reason why anybody might know his name is because Daniel Radcliffe recently did a movie as him. And I think it's just called Jungle. Um, so... The story begins in uh, 1981 when Yossi gets out of the Israeli Navy. For most people, uh, they know, I think, that um, Israeli citizens have to spend two years in the yes. army of some kind. Army, Navy, military of any Serving kind. Serving their country. Right. Um, as several European countries have, yep. Yep. but he, he gets out of the Israeli Navy in 1981. He is 22 years old. And his whole life, all he has ever wanted is adventure. Mm. And he has this romantic idea of adventure. Sure. He's 22. Yeah. I'm going to have a lot of sort of um, Yossi quotes in this because um, he talks about this story nonstop. So um, his quote here is, I was very naive. I wanted to be like the heroes of the books I read. That's why I wanted to go to the jungle. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't interested in danger mm -hmm. from the adrenaline aspect. I was more interested in romance. 
You're not going to find romance in the jungle, honey. No, my friend. No, you will not. Mm -mm. Um, So he he had been reading books about people who had gone into the wilderness and sort of lived their lives and become these strong, independent men. And he felt that that's what he wanted to do with his life. He felt this calling. Um, So he's already been on, by this point, trips to Africa and Mexico. And because of these books, though, he, like, really longed to discover specifically unknown parts of the rainforest. Oh, God. Which... Oh, God. I can't think of a single person who that's gone well for, to be really honest. Um, No. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, Specifically, though, like, he wanted to not just search unknown parts of the rainforest, he wanted to find civilizations that had never been contacted before. Like, find tribes of human beings who had been living totally solo. This is the most male dream I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. To be like, I'll just go into the wilderness and I'll find people and I will show them civilization. Like, holy shit, my dude. This also, is some shit. communication barrier, dude. They might just kill you. Right. Honestly. So this is some nonsense. Obviously. Definitely. And look, Yossi, who is, again, our survivor, he freely admits to this now. Yeah. <laughs> This is 1981 that we're talking about. He's 22. He hasn't had zero experiences. He's been in the army. But he hasn't had a lot of experiences. Would you say he's feeling 22? Oh, God. Do you know that um, Cool Story Needs More Girls literally just made that joke in front of me like two days ago? (laughs) In this exact room and I almost threw them out of my house. (laughs) Hey, Liz. Maggie. High five, I guess. Air high five. This is the sound of a high five. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Anyway, um, let me tell this story before I kick you out of my fucking house for your shitty ass. I brought you a mimosa. (laughs) You're right. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so he gets out of the Navy and he takes a trip to South America for exactly this reason. To have this exact adventure he's always been dreaming about. And there... Uh, pretty quickly, he meets a Swiss man named Marcus Stam, and he's also a traveler. He's just there to look around. So they become friends, and they end up traveling together to La Paz, Bolivia. I believe that means peace, if I'm correct. Sure. They're in Bolivia, and um, while they're both there, Yossi and Marcus meet a man named, and I'm not even going to try. Bob. His name His name is Carl, but Dang his it. last name is weird. It's Rupicter. Sure. Ruprichter. But he's from Austria, so I'm not even going to try to know how that last name is actually pronounced in Austrian. But I'm going to call him Carl. Okay, Carl. So Carl was a very mysterious sort of man. He was older than them. Mm. And um, Yossi himself describes him as being larger than life. I'm picturing a cult leader-esque dude who just thinks he knows everything. Hashtag trouble. Right. He knows about the Amazon. He's been sort of in the jungle before so Mm. carl tells them that there is an uncharted part of the amazon rainforest and they can search for get this gold oh from an indigenous village oh no one has ever been to before huh so So for anyone who's listening who has also seen the road to el dorado yeah (laughs) (laughs) we are so close to that Um, yeah. So, look, he's a 20-something dude. He's got delusions of grandeur. He's got a guy telling him, I'm going to help you find exactly what you're looking for. And he goes. 
Current Yossi says, I believe he picked me because of my naivete. I was, or he was experienced in jungle travel, and he told me about this great adventure we could have through the rainforest to discover a hidden tribe. And that's all he cared about. He just, he heard that, and he was like, yep, absolutely. That's Tunnel me. Vision. Hi, my name's Yossi. <laughs> I, I'm so jacked up right now. Like, so, they do end up, so it's, so far, it's our man Yossi, Marcus, and then Carl. And they all end up meeting a guy named Kevin Gale. His name's just... <laughs> I like how you... Uh, Kevin Gale! He's just Kevin. Hi, Kev. Hi, Kevin. He's an American photographer. And okay. also an adventurer. And they, all four of them, decide they're going to go on this crazy adventure. And Carl is going to lead them. It's a whole thing. It's just a whole fucking thing. So, they take a plane into... Not a completely uncharted area, but sort of the area just outside of the uncharted area. So they're headed, they come into this town, um, and it's a, it's just a town full of, like, natives. They, it's not untouched. It's on a map. People know about it. They have supplies and stuff where they stock up, but the people there are like, hey, don't. Hey, maybe don't. Yeah. This, this part is very dangerous. There are no trails here. You're not going to find literally what you're going for. into the rainforest. Right. They, it's not untouched. It's on a map. People know about it. They have supplies and stuff where they stock up, but the people there are like, hey, don't. Hey, maybe don't. Yeah. This, this part is very dangerous. There are no trails here. You're not going to find literally what you're going for. into the rainforest. Right. So, every, <laughs> so everybody's telling them not to do this thing. And I'm just picturing them all giving like middle fingers to the entire <laughs> village as they walk slowly into the jungle yeah. because they're dudes. Yeah. <laughs> they just don't know. So they start by sailing along the Benny, Benai, B-E-N-I river. I'm not sure. Benny, if we're going by like Spanish rules. Sure. Um, but, and I think they're on like a legit boat for a while here. Oh, um, God. Yeah. So the first bunch of days, they're just sort of stopping at little villages that are along the river. They get supplies. They never have many supplies, though. They always have, like, rice and some dried beans. They don't pick up much because <laughs> they think they're going to be fine, if I'm really real about it. Like, they just don't Ugh. think it's going to be that bad. And as they keep getting deeper and deeper into this uncharted part of the forest, these stops get fewer and fewer. There are just not that many villages. so They become not fine. Uh-huh. Their food starts to run low. Hmm. And they already have this in their heads that eventually, oh, we're just going to have to live off the jungle. So they start shooting for game. Oh, and boy. Unfortunately, all they end up actually being able to shoot is monkeys. Yeah. Which is not ideal. Um, There's actually, not a lot of flesh on a monkey. No, uh, monkeys are like they are climbers. built to move. Yes, they, they are, are muscle, sinewy. Yeah, like it is not good. So they eat the fucking monkeys though, because that's what they I have. I mean, they have to. They have to survive. Exactly. So do this what is, you got to do. Right. This is a quote from Yossi. The environment was harsh. There were tensions. The food was basic. We shot and ate monkeys, among other things. At first, I was cursing myself for my stupidity and wanted to go back, but I adjusted. No. Well, I mean, follow look. your instincts. But at the same time, he's already in it. How's he going to go back? Hashtag trust your gut. Mm. Well, he should have trusted something else than his gut Steal like 20 days ago. But now, okay, so 
If anybody remembers the story that I told of the guy who was lost at sea for Oh yeah, a our year? friend. Salvador. Yeah. Yeah, um, and how his friend didn't have, like, the same stomach for survival yes. as he did. He had that, like, his friend was mentality. Me. Yeah, I mean, he was, like, an okay guy, but he didn't want to do whatever he needed to do to survive. He yep. refused to eat certain things. Yep. Yeah. And that didn't turn out good for him. That guy nope. died. He did. Um, and then he became his dead friend on board. Exactly. So, Uh-oh. the guy named Marcus, who Yossi met first, is that. Oh. Um, and I'll just say, like, at least in this part of the story, all he is is the guy who refuses to eat monkeys. Which, I guess I can understand it, but they don't have anything else to eat. So, Marcus's health starts to deteriorate pretty bad. He's yeah. instantly got that negative attitude of, I'm not gonna fucking do this. I hate that we're out here. It's pretty bad. Okay, so, that, I mean, I wish that was the main issue for them. that They had, like, one person who was like, meh, that's not the problem. Pretty soon into this trip, the group realizes that Carl, who has the map to the civilization that they're supposed to find, is lying. (laughs) He doesn't have this map. Shocker. He has a map. He doesn't know where he's actually going. He's been leading them to nowhere. Because he thought it'd be cool. I don't know. Like, it never really says. Because this is all from Yossi's point of view. The man probably has some serious mental issues. I mean, honestly. And was very charismatic. That's why I said, like, the fucking cult leader-esque. Yeah. Like, he seems like somebody who just believes so much and is a leader of men. But he doesn't have anything to back it up. And yeah. when you're out there in the, the wilderness, there's only so much you can lie. Yeah. So eventually they find him out. And it's not good. It's like super bad news bears. Well, yeah. So they've got, they've got Marcus, who's not doing well, who mm-hmm. doesn't want to be there, who's not eating. They've got Carl, who's lying to them. And eventually there's a bunch of infighting in the group. Sure. And even, like... Yossi says, like, he has his own quote here of, like, we were four different nationalities, four different distinct cultures, four different personalities. We were set for a clash. These people all met within the last couple weeks. Yeah. You spend time with someone, you're gonna have a breakdown eventually, even if you know them really, really well. Mm -hmm. In an isolated environment like that... Mm -hmm. Where things are stressful all the time. You're just yeah. trying to survive. You're, just, keep you're gonna, the, the stakes are high. Right. You're gonna break. And eventually. these people don't know each other that well no. at all. I will say that Yossi and Kevin, the American photographer, had kind of a good thing going. They had a decent relationship. They had bonded. Um, meanwhile, they've got fucking Carl the liar and Marcus <laughs> the complainer. Well... <laughs> And the thing is, like, it's hard to say because Marcus was complaining about pain in his feet. And they just sort of got used to Marcus complaining. So there was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our feet all hurt. We're walking Mm. 24-7. But Marcus might have had something wrong. Yeah. And and we're not really sure. Um, There's a lot of shit in the rainforest. Yeah, dude. And if you, especially in the 80s, the amount of vaccinations they'd have been sent off with, especially from other countries... Not high. Yeah. Not high. For sure. So just the amount of shit he could have stepped on. Yeah. That could have broken through his shoe. That could have bitten him while they were sleeping. Mm -hmm. It it all, oh God. Right. He could have gangrene. He could have. really could have been messed up. Flesh-eating bacteria that he picked up from somewhere. Some kind of fungi. It's like anything. Anything. 
anything but to make him less of a fun guy. Right. Ha ha! Oh! Ho ho! Oh, oh, I hate it. And oh, I want to kill myself. Oh, I'm okay. so proud. Okay. <laughs> but either way, um, Yossi's pretty annoyed with what's going on and scared. Yeah. Um, so at one point, Kevin decides that he would like to split up. And so Kevin starts building this raft to go down the river. Because they've been walking alongside the river for a while and not going on it. So he builds yeah. a raft and Carl doesn't know how to swim. And he also looks at the raft and is like, absolutely fucking not. That looks like a death trap. I'm not getting on that. Well, yeah, if you don't know how to swim, that if that goes bad. Yeah, I mean, it's a river. It's yeah. a big fucking Amazonian river. There's a lot of shit probably in that river. There's some crocodiles, probably. Probably. <laughs> some Hanging fucking out. piranha. Yeah, you don't know. So, Carl says no. Kevin said, looks at Yossi and goes, you and me, we're getting on this raft. Those two can do whatever they want, but you and I are getting on this fucking raft. Sure. And Yossi feels a kinship with this guy. He's yeah. the only one that he really likes so far. Yeah. Feels like they've bonded and he can't say no to him, even though he also has looked at the raft and been like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bruh. So, the group splits. Oh, Carl that's bad. and Marcus keep walking into the forest. Oh, God. Yeah. Goodbye, Marcus. Yossi. Goodbye, Carl. I'll let you know. Marcus. Uh, yeah, so Marcus and Carl are gone. Kevin and Yossi get on this raft and start floating down the river. They tell each other they're going to meet up again before Christmas back in La Paz. So, like, I don't even think, like, they're adventuring. They're not even trying to hit a destination anymore. They're just trying to get it back. Yeah. <laughs> so, Yossi and Kevin are on this raft. I love that Kevin is the guy's name because I'm saying all these fun names and then just like Kevin. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yossi and Kevin. <laughs> the and odd couple. Coral. And Coral. Coral. Fucking Coral and Marcus. Mm. So Yossi and Kevin are on this raft. They're traveling along the river just fine for a while. And then they come to a waterfall because this is the road to fucking El Dorado. Oh, God. <laughs> Literally a waterfall. Somehow, Kevin manages to jump ship and crawl to land before he hits the waterfall. Like, like literally Good job, every, Kevin. Yeah. Good job, Kevin. Every report I saw was somehow. Kevin. <laughs> like, nobody knew how that fucker managed it. Survival instincts. Absolutely incredible. Just an oh shit moment. Yes. That guy had it. Unfortunately, Yossi. Uh-oh is not as successful and he ends up going over the waterfall. Uh-oh. Now this is a quote from Yossi about that experience. It was a roller coaster ride that lasted 15 or 20 minutes. It was all I could do to keep my head above water. When I finally arrived on the shore, I had a moment of complete exhilaration that I had survived. Which like, yeah, holy shit. So did he go through the waterfall and then rapids? Is I, that I because think... a fifteen minute waterfall drop he wouldn't have survived. No. There isn't even a fifteen minute waterfall drop on the face of the earth. Part of me thinks that yes, he probably went through some stuff after the waterfall. If it's not like rapids, it's just sort of like the water beating and like you have to find your way out of the the below part of the waterfall. But also, I think it was probably a big-ass waterfall. Maybe <laughs> his raft caught some tracks, and it took him down the waterfall, and then back up, mm -hmm. and then down the waterfall again, like and just kept times. doing that. Yeah. yeah. 
I also that's think, my theory. I also think that maybe his um, perception of time at this point is compromised. Yes. Because when you're about to die, everything kind of slows down. Yes. See, we don't know. But either way, he did eventually make it to shore. And he says a few seconds, so he had this complete exhilaration just knowing that he had survived that crazy fucking shit that had just happened to him. A few seconds later came the first feeling of disaster and despair. Even then, I thought it would only be hours until we connected again. So he's talking about him and Kevin finding each other again. Because Kevin's just supposed to be fucking right up there at the top of the waterfall. And he's at the bottom. So he thinks, I'll just find him again. Right. It's fine. Unfortunately, Yossi looks for Kevin, eventually traveling back up river for four days without finding him. He doesn't see him. He just isn't there. Turns out that Kevin was stranded near the river in some way or another. He might have also walked up river, we're not sure, for five days before fishermen found him and he was rescued. Oh, good job, Kevin! Yeah, so Kevin is okay. Unlike the movie, Kevin is not okay. Kevin's super not okay. Let's talk about Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the full title of the movie, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) So meanwhile, Yossi is stuck trekking through the Amazon. He has no gear. He has no food. And he has no idea where he is or where he's going. (laughs) It's horrifying. And I actually shouldn't say he has zero gear, but he has very little that's actually useful to him. Um... He does at one point, and at this point, I kind of have sort of these little anecdotal ideas of what happened to him because he doesn't lay out at any point that I could find, like, here's what happened to me day to day. I think it's been a couple decades for him uh, since this, like, movie is coming out and everything, so he kind of lays it out all in one big swath of stuff. The first thing he talks about is an encounter with a jaguar. That happened at night. Yeah. Who tried to munch his whole face. Well, yeah. Yeah. And he... They are predators. Yes. And it's nighttime. In the jungle. Yes. And uh, he fights that jaguar off by improvising a flamethrower. He manages to light on fire an insect insect repellent like spray. Yeah, that's very flammable. Yes. He's very lucky it didn't explode. He must have had... My thought is... He's in the jungle. It's nighttime. He's managed to start a fire. Mm -hmm. So a jaguar's there, and he grabs, like, some ember from the fire and just lights that fucking shit. Yeah. So, but, I mean, again, not 100% sure. I wish I could have more details. This is as much detail as I could find. But he fights off a fucking jaguar. Good job, Yassi. Meanwhile, and then, like, he's trekking through the forest. He's eating everything he can find. Fruit, raw eggs from wild chickens, because that's a thing. Wild chickens exist. Insects, anything, does not matter. He's out there for three weeks. Three weeks. No. By himself. No. Minimal gear, no food, scavenging whatever he can. At first, actually, he had this, like, confidence after fighting off the jaguar. Sure. Yeah. That's Um, an adrenaline rush. For sure. So he had this idea that, like, this is actually the adventure he had been looking for the whole time. So he he says, I discovered my own power, and then I didn't want to give it up. I didn't even want to be rescued anymore. Oh, honey, no. It was intoxicating. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, and I will say, that didn't last. Yeah, no. (laughs) No, no. No. That's probably a very good feeling. You know, if you've ever read, like, My Side of the Mountain or something, same shit. You get one thing done, and you're like, I am a god among men. (laughs) 
Let me never be rescued. I can live out here forever. And then the next day comes and things are horrible. Yeah. And that's what happened to Yossi. So the food he had to eat was awful. And sometimes so scarce that he couldn't move. He wasn't, he was so exhausted. So he would just lay there on the ground as his body deteriorated. And then his, and then red fire ants would come up and bite him. (laughs) And then he'd have to get up and keep moving. In the second week, Um. yeah, in the second week, there was a crazy flood because he's sticking near the river. So a horrible storm happens to the point where like he's, he's talking about the movie and some of these things like the movie that was made and how the movie couldn't actually capture some of the stuff that happened to him because it only had a $10 million budget. (laughs) But like only, I know, but at the same time, he says that went to Daniel Radcliffe for real. I mean, it's Daniel fucking Radcliffe, but the thing is, so he, there's a storm that happens at some point that is so incredible that he feels like the entire forest falls down around him. The trees bend with the wind and snap and the, the river, floods and he almost drowns yeah and then at the same time like a couple days later he's walking across areas that are so saturated with water that they're basically bogs and he Mm -hmm. gets sucked down into them twice yep and almost dies this is why you don't venture off it's i mean yeah humid as fuck boggy as fuck yeah bad news bears really stormy and when it rains it literally pours super bad and unfortunately after that he has no food for five days Uh uh-oh there's nothing he can find. He's physically exhausted. His feet have started to rot from a kind of fungus. So this fungus that may have affected Marcus, we don't know. It's pretty much made Yossi not such a fun guy either. Hey, oh what up? Oh my god! I brought it back to you! Oh. Okay. <laughs> so at one point, literally, this is a quote. At one point, I shook a tree full of fire ants on my head so I could have some pain to distract me from the aching in my feet. So that I could continue to walk. He is pouring fire ants onto his own head so that he isn't feeling the pain in his feet. Yeah, I am not that person. No. I mean, like, I understand the idea of pain distracting from pain, but like, holy fuck. That's a lot of pain. That's incredible. Just pick up, like, one fire ant. It's your new friend. Right. Name him Gary. Name him Gary. <laughs> Gary the and fire keep ant. going. And you keep on trucking. Maybe crush 600,000 Garys. Whatever you need to do, just keep walking. Just live on. So, mm. eventually, Uh-oh. Yossi starts hallucinating. Of course. Because of course. Yes. This is Yossi's quote. For two days, I had the company of a girl. She appeared next to me. Uh-oh. I was... It was no less a miracle if it was my imagination which had summoned her up because it happened at the very moment I had broken down and given up. Shocker. In his mind, he doesn't actually care if this woman was real or not. She's not. <laughs> but, like, it doesn't matter. Did he fall in love with her? Oh, God. The, I, <laughs> Your I will, face! Like, I will say, like, there's not enough information to know that, but I think, like, if you are a heterosexual person and you are hallucinating the opposite sex who walks alongside you all day and sleeps alongside you all night and you do everything for them. Yes. Sleeps. You're a little bit in love with sleeps. Them. It did say sleep with quote, quote. And I wasn't sure whether to take that sleep. Boink a boink or, or boink a boink. Yeah. Um, but look, either way, this fake woman was the reason he got up and kept walking was the reason he found food and water. Like, she was there, in his head at least, 
just to be like, nah, you should probably keep going. Freud would have a lot to say about this. I'm so fucking lootly. Did it look like his mother? We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so either way, she's another person that seems to be next to him who needs to be saved. So he keeps going. And then one day, a literal fucking miracle. <laughs> like, I mean, this is a survival story, right? Yeah. So he's walking along. And he hears the sound of an engine. Oh my god. And he follows the sound back to the river. He's been walking fairly closely to the river. Yeah. Not always able to see it. He walks back to the river. And there is Kevin. (gasps) Kevin! Kevin, who had been rescued by fishermen and brought back to La Paz, had organized a search and rescue party made up of indigenous peoples of the area. And they've been searching for three days. Oh, Kevin. Yeah. Now, this is three weeks that he's been missing out there. And that was three days of a search. And they had almost kind of given up. Yeah. I mean, there was a bunch of them. They had been combing the area and they couldn't find him. But they found him. Or he found them. Whatever it was. That was a good, good toot toot. Yes. Such a good, good toot toot. So... Yossi was brought back with Kevin to La Paz, and he spent three months recovering in the hospital. Sure. Now, Carl and Marcus, who had walked off into the jungle and refused to get on the raft, Mm -hmm. were never seen again. Yeah. It is presumed that they perished in the jungle. Yeah. Maybe they met a jaguar, or maybe Mm. they met a flood, or any of the things that should have... Literally, an anaconda found them. Like, anything could have happened. Any of the things that should have killed Yossi, or a hundred other things he never encountered. Regardless, Right? Regardless, Marcus wasn't walking well. No. Wasn't eating. Carl was afraid of the river. Yeah. And not sure where he was. And a liar. Yeah. Either way, no one has ever seen them again. It is presumed they're somewhere dead, but their bodies have not been found. And probably never will be. Yeah. Um, I will say that, like, Yossi now goes around. He is a motivational speaker. He has written books about his experience. Uh, And, again, like I mentioned, the movie Jungle um, with Daniel Radcliffe playing Yossi came out in 2017. Um, It was more of, like, an independent movie, um, so not a huge release. But, like, this guy has been on the Discovery Channel's I Should Not Be Alive um, a bunch of stuff. Or I Should Not Have Survived, I think it was, actually. Sure. Yeah, I haven't actually seen it. I think I think that one is, like, I Shouldn't Be Alive. I think that's what it's called. Okay, because there's I Survived. Yeah, and, and then I there's shouldn't I Shouldn't be alive. be alive. Yeah, I think you're right. So it's Discovery Channel's I Shouldn't Be Alive. And he tells his whole story, and that's, like, his main thing, is this happened to me. I was a certain type of person and then this happened to me and now I'm a different type of fucking yeah. person. I grew up. Mm-hmm. All in that short time period. Yossi and Carl are still friends. Oh, good. Well, actually, not Carl. I shouldn't no, say that. Sorry. No, Kevin. Yossi and Kevin, Kevin are still friends. Um, uh, Kevin was a Catholic going into it, but actually after all of this, he met a woman from Israel and they got married and he converted to Judaism. So now Aww. like Yossi and yeah, they're all, they go to synagogue together. Yeah, like it's real Aww. sweet. And yeah. So Yossi, you can still find a lot of his like motivational speeches, a lot of his uh, books like around anywhere you look. Um, this, this guy has not been quiet about his experience. He's not been quiet about the rest of his life after that. He's a super interesting guy, and I super recommend going and checking out stuff that's yeah. about him. Because he went through some stuff. Yeah. But he learned a lot from it. Oh, I so, bet. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. For sure. 
Holy shit. Yeah. Okay. So that's a whole thing. It is. And I haven't even finished my I haven't either. Mimosa. But I need to tinkle outside the binkle. <laughs> so. It's Taco Baco time. Um, so we're going to. So we're going to go. Hey. Um, hey. If you want to send us any stories, you should uh, find us at uh-oh.dailygravy at gmail.com. Yeah. And I think our Tumblr is uh-ohfeeling.tumblr.com. Yes, it is. Our Twitter is... Uh-ohfeelingcast. Uh-ohfeelingcast at Twitter. Um, and we are part Instagram of the... Instagram is uh-ohfeeling. Yeah, Instagram is uh-ohfeeling, and we are part of the Facebook page for the Daily Gravy. However, we are going to be making a Facebook page just for the uh-ohfeeling so very stay soon. tuned. Yes, please stay tuned. Please like us. Please like and subscribe on YouTube or Stitcher or anywhere else you're able to do that. We would love to hear your comments about the podcast and any stories you would like us to tell. So thank you so much, you guys. We'll see you. Stay safe from crocodiles. Yes, stay safe from crocodiles, please. Goodbye. Bye. This has been a Daily Gravy production. Thanks for listening.